0: Welcome to Rubberband Live, the Australian recruitment and talent acquisition vodcast and podcast. I am Eden Haddock, your host and the creator of Rubberband, the recruitment network for all. Let's go live. And we are live. Welcome, listeners, to today's episode of Rubberband Live, which is Recruitment Chinwag, with Laura Pena. Now, before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that I live and work on, the Wadawarang and Jaja Warang people. I recognize their continuing connection to the land and waterways. I pay my respects to their elders past, present, and emerging, and I would like to extend this to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Welcome, Laura Pena. How are you?
1: Thank you, Eden. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for this uh, space. I'm very happy to be here with you, having this amazing chat and having the opportunity of getting to know each other a little bit better.
0: Absolutely, and, and you know, some, and I know you're you're relatively new to the industry in Australia. So, I, and and you're based in Adelaide. So, I yeah. haven't met you before, and that's what's really exciting. We're going to get to know each other really well today. Um, and looking at your LinkedIn profile, you've had such an interesting career and an interesting journey. So, I know our listeners are going to absolutely love this episode. So, I'm pumped for it. So, thank you so much for putting your hand up to be involved.
1: Great. Thanks for you.
0: Yeah, thank you. So, always where we start is really getting to know your your history and your past and, and, and who you are and all the things that make up uh, Laura Pena. So, Tell me about your childhood. Tell me about your history and and your journey. I'm I'm keen to hear all about it.
1: Good. So just to start, um, I'm Colombian. Uh-huh. So um, I'm the daughter of a high school teacher and a human resources professional. So as a child, I was always like very very curious about knowledge. So I was that little girl always surrounded by books, reading, reading, reading. It was something that really was really like part of me and it's still but at that time like being like imagine uh, five year old six seven year old like always reading it was like my favorite hobby mm, and that's why I always wanted to become like um, a scientist or an astronaut I was something that I really wanted like Oh, my God, I really want to be a scientist, to work at the university and start researching and we're writing papers and uh, researching. That was the dream of my life. But then sure. I continue, like growing, growing, growing. And then when, you know, you have that time in life when you have to decide what you're going to study at uni. Yeah. So... My dad told me, like, mm, what if you pick something different, something that you can develop, a like more corporate career, something that would give you, like, a better uh, range of activity? And I said, no, I, I'm not really ready for a corporate career at 15 because <laughs> I finished high, high school when I was 15 years old.
0: Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I was quite young. So yeah. that's why it was really hard to picture myself working at a company or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean cuz in Australia we we finish high school and we tend to be, you know, I was I was 18 years old and other people were 17, but we tend to be around that um, that age bracket. Like 15 is really young to make a life decision to decide what you want to do with your future. Is 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 that the way the the system works in Colombia?
1: Well, usually in Colombia, finish high school at 16, 17. Uh, right but- I finished at 15. Right. And I said, that's, a, that's some of the story. But then at that point, my dad told me, like, yeah, just think about it. Because I wanted to study philosophy, as my dad uh, did. And I wanted to, to work in that, like, maybe sociology or an anthropologist or that kind of uh, careers. But as as I told you, like, he wanted me to be um, in a more corporate world. And I said, Okay. Uh, I think I uh, I made up my mind, so I will started studying psychology,
0: uh-huh.
1: which is really good. Like psychology is a very versatile uh, career, so you mm. can start like having your own practice, private practice, or you can, as I did, start working in the corporate world. So uh, so far, I'm happy with my choice. Yes. Yeah, so yes, yeah, you went to high school.
0: You finished high school at 15 and you went to university to start study, studying psychology. Was that at the age of 15 or 16?
1: I was, I was 15 when I, as oh, as soon right. as I, started, I was 15 in, in university. Then I turned 16 when I was already studying at, at university.
0: That's incredible. That is so young. Uh, yes. And, and, and especially to be studying something so complex at, at such a young age. It's really impressive.
1: Absolutely. And it, it led me to many challenges, uh like social challenges and I was like I was still like a young girl being fifteen and dealing with other people's um problems, issues, mental health, uh mm. that kind of things. Like it's it's such a different world and maybe I was not Ready for that, but I had my parents' support and my university supported me as well. So it was a very, very interesting journey. So, as I was really young, I wanted to develop myself and to empower myself more because I was feeling like, oh, you're the little girl in the corner. (laughs) Yeah. So I just wanted to try something new. And when I, as soon as I turned 18, um, I started, I joined an NGO. And I started coordinating an uh, education program for uh, poor children in my country. Really? And it, it was one of the most amazing experiences I have, I've ever had because it gave me the opportunity of first um, coordinating people at the young, like I was a team, so I was young as well for coordinating yeah. a team of 20 volunteers maybe. And also um, I had the opportunity of meeting people from so many countries because, because most of them, most of the volunteers were coming to Colombia to volunteer to have their, uh, their studies in our universities. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had people from the United States, uh, Argentina, uh, Spain, Denmark, Switzerland, and uh, an Australian, an Australian girl.
0: Oh wow, that is with incredible!
1: Friends, yes.
0: Oh, so you you became really good friends with it. Is, is, is that part of the connection with you coming to Australia?
1: Absolutely. That's what? why I'm mentioning her because she will become relevant in the story afterwards. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fantastic! So you you finished your your university degree at the the age of eighteen when we all generally in Australia start ours. So incredibly impressive. No, actually, um,
1: I finished when I was twenty. So it was when I was at, at, at a university. So I was studying and doing the volunteering at the same time. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. So once you graduated from university, what was your first role? Like, w- w- did, did you continue to work within, you know, the, the, the charitable field and continue doing the sort of work that you were doing with um, disadvantaged youth? Or did you move into a corporate role like your dad had, um, had been hoping?
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not really, not really. And I was very lucky uh, to get a job pretty much as soon as I graduated, um my first job was a project uh, like a selection project coordinator for one of the most reputated universities of, of my city they had a contract with the local government to develop uh, an educational program but my role there was to coordinate all the selection process for all the professionals that were going to develop that right I had no experience in recruitment at all and I had to uh, recruit like it was massive hiring. So I was like, at some point, like, oh my God, overwhelmed because it was yeah. a, such a big thing and I had no experience. Um, what I did was like, okay, I just need to do this. I will find a way. So I started like researching. It was back in 2014. So pretty much nine years ago. Yeah. So recruitment was very different at that time.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I started like researching how can I do this. As I told you, my mom is a, a, a professional in human resources, so she gave me some ideas of how can um, I could do it. Uh, with my manager, I was like uh, brainstorming of how can we do it. My manager had no recruitment background as well, uh, but we did it. You Somehow did it. we did it. We found a way. We I kind Of developed that strategy working with uh, universities with some other agencies. Um, like I found a way and I did it. And I said, yeah. Wow, that's good. I can handle um interviewing people, um, interview, um, resume screening, calling people, uh, that you know, the end to end recruitment process. Yeah. I did it without knowing it. So, yeah, I think you do. I think I think
0: most successful recruiters learn on the job. And, you know, quite often you are, for lack of a better term, thrown to the wolves. You kind of get, you know, you've just got to fly by the seat of your pants and try and figure it out and research and you test and learn and you work out the best way to do things. And, you know, there isn't like a formal education where, you know, you receive a, a degree specializing in recruitment. Particularly, it's one of those things that you you do need to learn on the job. Did you, when that role became available at the university, and you know it was it was you know working in in a field as you mentioned, you didn't have the experience in um, in recruitment. But something made you go, "I'd love to give this a go. I really like the sound of this role." What was it that excited you about working in recruitment?
1: With that role was the fact of contributing to uh, researching development because right. I was needing to recruit those people to develop a research through uh, the government. So uh-huh. I said, OK, it's two things that I like working with people, working for people. And at the same time, that researching um, area that I like it as well. So that's why I got really interested So uh, that's why like, it was besides the recruitment processes, I was also uh, checking on the the researching um, strategy. So it was a very multidisciplinary um, Mm. work job with them. So that's why I get attracted to the role. And I was very lucky that I got selected at that time. Uh, It was maybe because of my previous experience and the volunteering um, Mm. coordination because they say, okay, you have been doing this, you probably are ready to um, coordinate and manage people. And I did. Fantastic.
0: When you, you know, moved into recruitment and we all have, you know, a vision of of what it may be like on a day-to-day basis, the sort of work that we're doing, has, has the reality of being a recruiter met those early expectations for you? Is it, is it what you thought it was going to be?
1: Yes. And I would say that it, uh, it exceeded my expectations, to be honest, because uh, as I told you, like I get really interested in knowing, meeting like people. And that's what you do in recruitment pretty much. You're always um, meeting new people. Like
0: yeah. even
1: now, after five years of consistent working in, in, in recruitment, I got really excited about calling a new candidate because it's a new story that I will hear. It's a different background, different story, different achievements. So it's very interesting. And if you ask me about the daily day routine as a recruiter, yes, like I really like it. As I told you, in terms of knowing new people, meeting new people, uh, getting to know about different industries. So yeah, I, I really like it. And then once you are kind, you have some of, um, some sort of experience in recruitment, then you, get to the point when you are really ready to train others into this world so that's such a milestone in your career I guess.
0: Yeah for sure do you still get that excitement every time you ring a candidate getting to hear their story and getting to know them does that still drive you today?
1: Absolutely yes I would say yes and uh, also because of the fact that I uh, from the past four years, I would say, I have been working with international recruitment projects. So there is always something new about culture, about uh, new language, about culture, about uh, even talking about visas, uh, work restriction, like uh, all the different, um, like it is is like a new candidates, a new universe because they have their own uh, particularities um, and it's a unique process to each one. So, yes, I'm still getting that excitement.
0: I love it. I love it. What would you say the biggest lessons you've learned uh, in your career have been over the years?
1: The biggest lesson, I guess, and maybe in this world when everything sometimes becomes a little tough, um, this job, it's all about people. Yeah. Even your colleagues, your manager, your clients, if you have them, uh, your candidates they are all people. So whether it's, if it's the candidate for an entry level, or it's if it's the CFO that is requesting for more candidates after a two month selection processes, um, it's all about people. So I think in my role, I'm always like helping people to set expectations and develop the best strategies to achieve their goals, right? So uh, that's my job. Even if it's a candidate, I can set their expectations the new role, or if it's a client or an internal client, like whatever it's the hiring manager from, um, I can help them to set that expectations. And we want everyone to have like a win-win. We all want to win. We all want things to happen. So I think that's why it's, it's one of the biggest lessons that I've, I've learned about recruitment.
0: Wonderful. And now I want to go back to your journey here. I mean, you mentioned earlier working with an Australian when, when you were uh, doing the, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, voluntary work uh, and, and recruiting the volunteers. Uh, tell me about how did you land in Adelaide? How, how did you come to be part of our industry here in Australia?
1: Well, it uh, needs to be... How to explain it? So I, I met my friend back in 2011. We became mm-hmm. really good friends. And in 2017, when I finished that contract that I told you with the university, um, I got a job in a different uh, industry. So I was working as a counselor for a high school. So I worked there and I realized that it was not for me. And I wanted a change of my life. And she told me, why don't you come to Australia? Uh Why not? Why not? And I moved. Back in 2017, I came to Australia. I went to Melbourne. I lived in Melbourne for two years and I did like whatever job I found. Like I was a nanny. I worked as a waitress. I worked as a cleaner. And it was really good because I had that time to focus on myself, not as a professional, but just as a person. I saved money. I traveled to Asia. Then I went to Europe. Then I went to Brazil to volunteer as well in education and then I went back to Colombia to retake my recruitment career when I left it. So I started working for a French multinational. Then I moved into a Swiss consulting company. Then I moved into an English recruitment agency. And at that point I got married and my husband said to me, I really want to try Australia to study. And I said, well, okay, I've been already there so why not trying again? And that's why we decided to come to um Adelaide again for him to study and for me to work in in recruitment here.
0: How wonderful. And how long have you been in since you've come back? How long have you been in, in Australia working?
1: It's been now four months. I started I started yes in, back in April. April this year. So I think it's four or five months now.
0: How do you find the difference between working in Melbourne and Adelaide, do you find the, I, I mean, you weren't doing recruitment work in Melbourne, were you? But do you do you enjoy Adelaide as a city and compared to Melbourne? What are the differences?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really like Adelaide. Uh, I love Melbourne, of course, but I like Adelaide from what I've seen so far. Uh, I think it's such a big difference. And I have uh, talked to my colleagues about the fact that uh, Melbourne is like Uh, more vibrant city when you go to be single and then once you're married you want to settle down, you come to Adelaide. And that's how I find this city, very uh, familiar, like um, good spaces. It has a very unique European touch I would say. Uh Um, But uh, so far I'm I'm enjoying Adelaide. like Really good. I, I think Adelaide beaches are better than Melbourne but I don't know. I would let Australians decide that.
0: (laughs) Oh, for sure. Look, uh, what I'm really interested in as well is, I guess, the recruitment industry in Colombia versus, you know, your experience so far in terms of the Australian recruitment industry. Are are we very different? Do you you think working in Australia has been different to working as a recruitment consultant in Colombia?
1: Yeah, definitely. The challenges are different. Um, right. In Colombia, uh, due to our geographical uh, situation, most uh, of the American or European companies uh, rely on Colombian talent to cover all Americas recruitment. So, for right. example, working in Colombia, I was not just recruiting for Colombia. I recruited for Canada, the USA, Mexico, Argentina, Brazil, uh, Peru, even some. I, I led. I led some. Recruitment processes in Europe. That's the, I would say, is the big difference. And also, you have more offer in terms of candidates. When I moved here to Australia, uh, I found it different. Uh, We have more local recruitment um, projects. I I mean, from the company that I'm working with at the moment, we are purely focused in South Australia. Um, And also, we have the challenge of uh, the skill shortage which is something that I I I have found as the biggest challenge here right um mm. there are like no many people so you need to um address your recruitment strategy in a better way and think outside the box a little bit so that's why um like having that overseas experience has been very uh good for me to, think about other ways of attracting uh, talent and how we can get the best talent into getting into our company.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Tell me, what are you most passionate about in the industry? What are, what are your big passions?
1: Um, I would use two words or three or four words for that, but it's people because, as I mentioned before, it's all about people. Yep. people, people, but at the same time, if we work in recruitment as part of the human resources department, uh, I'm really into that ED&I policies, uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion. That's such mm-hmm. a thing for me. Like I really, um, I'm such an advocate for that kind of of um, initiatives because I consider that important. And uh, being now a migrant here, Uh, i found that policy is very important. It's not the same being back in my country. It's not the same being here. And it also impacts the way we work in recruitment. What type of people are we attracting? What type of people um, are we allowing to stay with us? And how are they going to feel while working with us? It's not just hiring them. It's also how would you make them feel uh, within your company once they are hired? Yeah. Yes, that's what passion, is, uh, passion me the most, uh, the most about.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And look, me too, I have to say. You're, 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 it's as if you're, you're tapping into my brain and saying how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure when we, um, when we catch up in the future, we'll have a lot to talk about there. Um, so you mentioned, so you're working um, in a recruitment role in Adelaide. Tell me about your current role and tell me about the business that you're working for.
1: So, um, I applied for this job from overseas, and I found really interesting the fact that I got trusted by applying from overseas, and we are um, a company that we provide uh, managed IT services and enterprise solutions. So, right. now nowadays, I am leading the recruitment uh, department, I am the one that is um, developing the strategy strategy. Uh, in terms of attracting talent. And pretty much the roles that we are focused on are service desk, service service management, uh, system engineer, cybersecurity, network support and development. So these are the type of roles that we are working on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yes, besides the fact that uh, it's uh, IT recruitment that has its own challenges, uh, it, I'm also facing the Australian market challenges. So it's been a very interesting journey. But so very, very happy so far.
0: That's amazing. And I think, you know, everything that you've described and summarised, you know, when we're talking about your journey is I think you're the person that can you know, you you will learn and you will do really amazing things. And, you know, we I can tell you're someone that wants a challenge. You wouldn't want to go into a role that was a role that, hey, I've done it all before. It's the same old, same old. Like you want something that's different and where you can continue to learn. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I totally get it. I totally relate to it. And, and congratulations. I I need to come over to Adelaide and meet you all. You've got a really great uh, recruitment community in Adelaide, and and I love seeing um, quite regularly the Adelaide TA meetups that have been happening. So I will one day jump on a plane and come and join you and get to meet you face to face. But
1: sure, more f- than welcome. Wouldn't it be re- would
0: wonderful? It would be wonderful, and then I'll give you my opinion on the difference between Melbourne and Adelaide as well. So we'll we'll see. We'll see if the beaches are better. Finally,
1: sure, two like you
0: yeah, yeah, I'd love it. Tell me, tell me, Laura, finally, what advice would you give to anyone out there who is working in recruitment or is considering a career in recruitment?
1: Uh, first of all, you need to empower yourself. And um, empowering yourself means learn about the job descriptions that you have in your hand, uh, the ones that is not very clear for you, ask the questions, do the call, talk to that fancy hiring manager. Uh and believe in yourself. You are an expert in your area and your thoughts are relevant. People mm. are relying on you to do that job. So you are the expert on that. Even when people think that recruitment is just calling people and take a checklist,
0: yeah. it's more
1: than that. So oh, yeah. you need to empower yourself. And by mean that, it means like also go beyond, keep learning. Um, and also something important, I think that's why we are here, networking. Keep networking no matter what. Remember that your colleague today could be your manager tomorrow. Your manager tomorrow could be under your management tomorrow. So it's it's such a small world in recruitment. Even if you are changing from countries, you will always find someone. So it means also that you need to look after your work ethics. Mm Because even a candidate could be your manager tomorrow. uh, And not because of that, you need to also... Or give always like a high standard. Yeah. So that's why you need to empower yourself and keep networking. I I, I know I have said many things, but if I summarize, would be, yes, networking and empower yourself. Believe in yourself.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. Empower yourself is, is an amazing piece of advice. And to back yourself and absolutely networking. The more people you get to know, the better you'll be as a recruiter. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, this true. has been an absolute pleasure, Laura. I really appreciate you taking the time to catch up with me today. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to. As I said, I've got to get over to Adelaide. There's there's so many of you that I want oh. to meet. You seem like such a great industry and community over there. And I love. I, I, I just adored this. I thought this was such a wonderful chinwag, and I can't wait to continue to watch your career. And congratulations, and welcome back to Australia as well.
1: Thank you very much, Adrian. Thanks for having me with you in this amazing podcast.
0: Thank you so much. Chat soon. Thanks, Laura.